So today's daf is very short. It is kuf in Sachim. Uh, and uh, we already had gone to the bottom of kuf amud aleph, where the, the two dots are, which is about four lines from the bottom of the amud. The way that these dapim are divided up, it's, uh, they're not only short, but also sometimes difficult to find a place to uh, stop that makes any sense. So it makes it difficult not to run one daf into the next, but we'll do our best. All right. So we said like this. So yesterday we talked about the idea of if a person is eating a meal on Erev Shabbat or Erev Yom Tov and Shabbat begins, so what do they do? So you had a machloket between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi says, just keep going until you finish. When you finish, you do Birkat Amazon and then say Kiddush. And Tosafot said that will count as it being, you know, having a suda since it had a suda before. So Rabbi Yehuda says, no, as soon as Shabbat begins, you have to stop, say Kiddush right there, and, uh, you know, start all over again, basically. You're not allowed to continue into Shabbat. Um, even if, you know, we're assuming the person began permissibly, they started eating, let's assume. Okay, now it says, And as I mentioned yesterday, this is the halacha le Rabbi Yehuda said, name of Shmuel, the halacha doesn't follow Rabbi Yehuda, it doesn't follow Rabbi Yossi, rather. Which means you don't have to end the meal like Rabbi Yehuda said. Okay, you know, right, Rabbi Yossi says you just keep going until you're finished. No rush, right? Rabbi Yehuda says you have to stop. And you have to say, That's what it means, stop. It means stop, say, start over again. Shmuel is saying, you don't have to do that. means you spread out a tablecloth over the table, and you say, Kiddush. And then you continue. Okay, now according to Shukhan Aruch, you have to say, Hamotzi again. Some, some Rishonim say you have to say, Hamotzi again when you do it. Some, some Rishonim say you don't have to say, Hamotzi if you have to say, Hamotzi again. But the point is that you interrupt the Seudah for the Kiddush. Both Rabbi Yehuda and uh, Rabbi Yossi don't say that. They say, because Rabbi Yossi says you just finish your Seuda and then say Kiddush afterwards. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, you stop your Seuda. Here you're interrupting a Seuda, but then you continue basically eating. Okay? Now, um, now the question is, Rashbam says, how could it be? Basically, how could Shmuel come and disagree with uh, two Tanaim? Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi are from uh, before, his, before uh, Shmuel's time. So how is he disagreeing? So he says, really, the Rashbam says, really, really Shmuel is holding like, like Rabbi Yossi, that you, uh, you could keep going. But he's saying it's better to stop, say the Kiddush, and then continue, than to wait till you're finished. It's, it's like a Chumrah of Rabbi Yossi. It's a Rabbi Yossi with an extra stringency. However, according to Tosafot, no, they bring that in the Yerushalmi, there's a third opinion, that Shmuel is holding not like Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rabbi Yossi, rather like the Chachamim. The Chachamim say, Pores Mapau Mikadesh, it's a third opinion. So it's not that he's, being, he's following Rabbi Yossi and being more Machmir. It's actually a third opinion. Now, didn't, wasn't it stated, and really this was also in the name of Shmuel, right, that Rav Tachlifa Baravdi Misen of Shmuel, just like you have to interrupt for Kiddush, you have to interrupt for Havdalah. Now this is not according to La'alacha that we do, because we say that if you started Sudash Lishit, you can continue going, you don't have to stop for Havdalah. But this is what Shmuel was reported as saying. So, doesn't that mean that you have to stop? And Akirat Shulchan means do Birkat In other words, take the table away, meaning take the food away, and do Birkat Isn't that what it's saying? Just like you interrupt for Kiddush, you have to interrupt for Havdalah, meaning that you interrupt and you, uh, and you don't, um, and, you know, and you don't eat anymore. Right, you finish. You finish the meal. 
And you say, you have to finish whatever you were doing. That's what it sounds like. That's like Rabbi Huda, actually. Rabbi Huda, you have to stop. And uh, same with, with Havdalah. And I guess the reason why Havdalah would be, uh, you know, even more logical is because there's no meal with Havdalah. When you're finished, you're finished. There's no meal. The Havdalah doesn't connect to the meal. But in any case, it says, no, not necessarily. Lo, le mapa. It means for a mapa. In other words, you have to interrupt, just like you have to interrupt for Kiddush to put a mapat, to put a tablecloth over and to say Kiddush in the middle of the meal and only then continue. So too, do you have to do that um, for uh, for Havdalah? Now, we don't say that. We don't say you have to interrupt. If you're running late on Sudash Rashid, you don't have to stop and do Havdalah. You just get, you continue and w- once you finish, then you're not allowed to eat or drink until you say, say Havdalah. So as long as you're eating and drinking at Sudash Lashid that you started before Shabbat ended, you're fine. But once you finish Sudash Lashid, then you have the mitzvah already of um of Havdalah, you're not allowed to eat or drink after that. Now it says, uh, One time Rabbi Bar came to the house of the Exilarch, they brought a table in front of him, he spread out a tablecloth over it, and he said, Kiddush. Now, According to the uh, according to the way that uh, Rashi interprets this, this is talking about a situation that they were eating and drinking before Shabbat, up to the moment of Shabbat started, and then so because they ate and drank in the Shabbat, so they had to cover over the table with the tablecloth, and they had to say uh, kiddush and then continue. The Rashbam says no, there's no indication here that this is talking about where they were eating and drinking before Shabbat started. This is talking about where they were, uh, where they just showed up after Bet Knesset. They came home from the synagogue, and the and the table was set. So what did he do? He said, oh, we, we can't eat with the table uncovered like that. We have to pores mapa umikadesh, meaning you have to cover the food in order to say kiddush. And this is a, uh, we similarly learn, that we don't bring the table, we don't bring the table, because in those days everybody had little tables, like TV dinner tables that they used to have in the really old days, you know. And so uh, they, uh, they had individual tables. So it says, they would bring the whole table. They didn't bring like dishes to the table. They brought the table out, right? We don't bring the food to the table until, or we don't bring the table out until we've done Kiddush. And if it was brought already, then they cover it. And say kiddush. So uh, this seems to fit with the Rashbam better. In other words, the Rashbam is saying that this is not a case where they were eating and drinking before Shabbat started. This is just a case where they came home from Kenny. They came home from the synagogue. And they they uh, they wanted to eat, and the food was already out. Then you're not supposed to say kiddush with the food sitting there. You're supposed to cover it. Right? Now, there are different reasons. Now, there are three reasons given for this whole covering thing. One is that so that the meal comes, is the term that they use, that the Tosafot uses. That it means that when, when the food comes out, it should be where the honor of Shabbat is already present. And how does the honor of Shabbat come? When you say Kiddush. So that's why some, like, the, the, if you look at the, the way the Rambam has, or the way that the Rashbam, the, the, the way that the Tosafot describe, it sounds like the ideal is not to bring the food at all, not to bring anything to the table until you say Kiddush, and then you bring the food. But if you brought the food, if you brought the Hamotzi, so then you cover it with the, uh, then you cover it with the Mapa, but it, that, that hypothetically you wouldn't bring it out at all. And then uh, the other reason that they give is that the idea of, you know, normally the order of brachot is hamotzi first, before wine. If you're having, let's say, wine and you're having hamotzi any other day of the week, not Shabbat, you always say hamotzi. And then you say the birkatayayin, because we follow the pasuk, which describes the fruits of Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Chita It says first, 
Eretz Chita the first thing that it mentions is wheat. So bread comes first before wine. Um, that's always true. So covering the bread is like saying it's not here yet. So we could say the Kiddush, you know, and that's what that's the, they say metaphorically, oh, the bread is embarrassed. You know, I mean, the, you know, like because it's being passed over, you're saying Berkat first. You're saying the wine first. Right, so that's the second reason. The third reason Tosafot brings is that some say that it's to remember the man, that we cover it on top and bottom, we put it on a platter and we cover it on top in order to say that it's uh, like the man was covered on top and bottom when they ate it. So that would be more of a positive reason. It's not just a negative reason. In other words, the other two reasons are more negative. It's saying, oh, you shouldn't have really brought the food to the table, but once you did, cover it until after Kiddush, either because we want to honor Shabbat first and then bring the food to show that the food is coming Lichvod Shabbat, or because you know, you're saying the Bachot out of order, technically, by saying the wine before the bread. But uh, the third reason is more of a positive reason. Oh, you should cover over the bread because the bread is supposed to remind us of the man. So, in I, right, meaning the man that they had, right, right, because because the reason why we have like lechem mishneh and everything is because of the man. So the bread is representing the man that day. So yeah, there wasn't any man but they were eating the man from the uh, from the data. So that, but that's the uh, that that's the concept of poris mapas. So Rashi is sort of like holding on to the idea that no poris mapas is still talking about a case where they were eating before, but Rashbam and everyone else says no, no, no. This is saying a regular situation where you came home and they set the table already. So Tosafot asked the question of well, doesn't it say in Masechet, um, you know, isn't there? Fa- there's a famous drasha in the Masechet Shabbat that the, if the person comes home and the table is set. Right, then the Malach will bless him and say, Oh, this is so good. Meaning, if the things are prepared before Shabbat, then they get a blessing from the Malach. And the bad Malach has to say Amen. And if you come in and the table is not set, so then the bad Malach says, Oh, it will be this way next week also. And the good Malach says Amen. You know, you're in trouble. Meaning, it's a way of saying, like, Mitzvah, Goreth, Mitzvah, Averag, Averag. Like, you, you didn't prepare for Shabbat properly. And then the bad Malach says, Good, continue that next week. You know, so it's like, uh, but you see that the table was set. So how could the table be said if here you see that you're not supposed to bring it out until after Kiddush. He says, so he says it means that it was set in another place. In other words, they had all the food ready to bring out. They just didn't bring it out until after Kiddush. Oh, and, and the Tosafot says nowadays the reason why everybody just relies on covering over the food is because we have giant tables. Right? They already in the times of Tosafot they had big tables. They're not going to move the table around. You know, they, they, we just bring the dishes. But it is possible to say Kiddush without anything on the table and then bring the food afterwards which is what people who follow like the Gran, the Rambam do. In any case, now we see like this. It says, Tanya, Chada, one bright that says, Shavin, and Rajram says he doesn't know what the Shavin really is, is going on here. Because there wasn't, there was no machloket explicitly here that they should be Shavin, and he gives different opinions about what, what the Shavin means. But he says, one possibility is it means that, uh, that it's talking about Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi, the Pligileel, that, that Rabbi Yossi and, and, and Rabbi Yehuda argued earlier, because he says here, um, he says that the, some people say Shavin, um, he says, Lo yadana I don't know exactly what it's referring to. Um, Shavin, where it says they agree on this, right? Maybe it's made a little bit shamai, maybe it's, a, but anyway, he says in the end, um, that, uh, this part, oh no, this part does have Shavin, right? He's saying that before the Shavin that you see that's in parentheses there above is, is the one that he says should be taken out, where it says Shavin in parentheses, that he says is take out because that doesn't fit, right? This Shavin is Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. Okay, so that, meaning, he was talking about the previous Shavin when he said that. So now this one, Shavin says, this is Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I skipped. Shavin, 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 Shavin,
Tanya Chadash Shavin Shein Matchilin. That they agree that you don't start. V'tanya Itach Shavin Shein Matchilin. And the other brayta says that they agree that you do start. So what does that mean? So, uh, so, so if you look at the Rashbam, he says, Rabbi Yudav, Rabbi Yosi, the Pligila El, that Rabbi Yudav and Rabbi Yosi argue Ben Bachilat Arab Shabbat Menamenchao Le Malaben Babsaka. They have an, a disagreement. Rabbi Yudav says you can eat and drink, right? Uh, that uh, you have to stop eating and drinking early. And if you and if you started eating and drinking and you hit. Uh, and you hit Shabbat, so then you have to stop, right? And Rabbi Yossi said that not only are you allowed to eat and drink on Erev Shabbat and Erev Yom Tov, but if you hit the Shabbat, you keep going until you finish, and then you say Kiddush afterwards, right? That was the Machlokus already. So, that's, so he says, one right that says that they all agree, Shem in Matchilin, that you can't start. And one says they agree that you can start. So what is it, what is it talking about? Shavin. Now we can understand where they agree. They agreed on Erev Pesach. That you're not supposed to start eating late in the day. Because we said that even Rabbi Yossi says on Erev Pesach, you shouldn't be eating late in the day. Right? Because you, need the, you have the mitzvah of Matzah. But what's the case where they agree that you can start? If you're talking about Erev Shabbat, that's exactly where they argue. Rabbi Yossi says you're allowed to eat all the way till Shabbat starts. And Rabbi Yudah says no. That's, that is the machloket. They don't agree. La kashakan kodem tishakan achal tishah. That the machloket, what it means is, one is saying before uh, the ninth hour and one is saying afterwards. In other words, shavin shematchil lechol, shetchilo beheter, uchlinat shetechach fil Rabbi Yudah. That's what the Rashbam says. In other words, that they agree. Let's say at two o'clock in the afternoon you started eating. And you just kept eating the rest of the day. Even Rabbi Yudah says you don't have to interrupt until Shabbat starts. You don't have to stop at, at 3.30 or 3 o'clock. You don't have to do that. He says, once 3 o'clock comes around, you're not supposed to now sit down and have a bagel, let's say, or some, some su- su'uda, okay, on Erev Shabbat. Rabbi Yossi says it's okay. If you prayed mincha, assuming you prayed mincha, you don't have the issue of eating during mincha time. You can do it. It's no problem. But if you, so that's what he's saying. Before that time, even Rabbi Yudah would agree, there's no problem having a, a lunch at uh, 2 o'clock. And so the lunch drags on, and it dragged all the way till 5 o'clock, and Shabbat starts at 6 o'clock. Okay, you started beheter, you started at a permissible time. Everyone agrees. Afterwards, right, once you get later in the day, kan Right, so that's the situation where they, uh, where they, you're not supposed to start. Right, in other words, where are they arguing? They're arguing once you got to three o'clock already, whether you're allowed to do it or not. Okay, but when they agree, is where it's earlier. So basically, you have three things. When it's erev Pesach, everybody agrees starting at three o'clock, roughly. You know, it's actually a little bit later than that, but starting at three o'clock, you have to stop having a meal according to everyone. Um, according on a regular erev Shabbat, erev Yom Tov. They agree that if you start at 2 p.m., even Rabbi Yehuda would say keep eating. Once you come to 3 p.m., so then Rabbi Yosef says you can also st- keep, keep eating, no problem. Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda says if you didn't start already, you can't start now. Okay, but that's what it says. Shavin shematchilin. They agree that you can start earlier. Everyone agrees you can start earlier. You don't have to not have lunch on Friday. You're just not supposed to start eating a late lunch, you know, right before dinner time. And, uh, and according to Rabbi Yehuda, right? That, that's that's the, the way that the, the Gemara explains it. Now, um, Otam bnei adam shekidshu bebet haKneset. Here's now we come to another issue. Most of the laws of kiddush are actually in this parak, right? So people who who said kiddush in the bet Knesset. Okay, we our c- custom nowadays in our uh, bet Knesset does not really do that. But he says 
who kiddushim mekadesh lech tibur belelisha betot v'yamim tovim bet haknesset. The Rashbam says, okay, this is something that the Chazan would do in the bet haknesset. So right, so Amar Rav Yidei Yain lo yatzu. The kiddush yatzu. Rav says, you know what? Anybody who was there for uh, Arvit and they heard this Kiddush, they fulfilled the mitzvah of Kiddush. They just didn't fulfill the mitzvah of wine. Meaning if they go home now and they want to drink wine, they can't say, well, I heard Kiddush in the synagogue. So I already heard Bari Priya Geffen. I could just drink wine now at the meal. No, you go home, you say, Amotzi. Since it's a new place, new location, you have to say, you have to say Bari Priya Geffen, just not Kiddush. You fulfilled Kiddush. According to Shmuel, even Kiddush, uh, you did not fulfill. Now, normally the rule is that if you say Kiddush at the meal on wine, you don't have to say Rochan wine the rest of the meal, right? That's what, so that's what Rav is saying. Even where you fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush, that doesn't mean you come home and now you can drink wine without saying Bar-Priyagefen. You do have to say. Right? Shmuel saying you didn't even fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush at all. Why? Because there was no meal. Right? So according to Rav, why do you even bother making Kiddush at home? Right, everyone. Made, in other words, everyone made kiddush at home. So the question was, uh, well, how could he say that you, you know, how do you explain? In other words, the facts of the of the, uh, on the ground were that everyone went to synagogue, they heard the kiddush there, and then they came home and said kiddush again. According to Rav, you fulfilled the first kiddush. So why do you need to do it again? The answer is because he still has the family members that they need to hear the kiddush. So he's doing it only for his family. So that would mean that according to Rav, if you're a single guy and you went to uh, uh, Friday night and you heard the kiddush. There. You don't have to say Kiddush at home. Just go home and say Hamotzi, and if you want to say, uh, drink some wine, so say Geffen. Right? That's according to, that's going around. According to Shmuel, since you're not fulfilling the mitzvah when you hear that Kiddush in the Bet Knesset, what's the point? That's in order to fulfill the mitzvah for, we've seen this before, to fulfill the mitzvah for people who were Orchim, who were the guests, because they used to have people, they used to, like the synagogue would double as a kind of a, uh, a lodging for people who were visiting the neighborhood for Shabbat. So those people who were actually going to eat there, they would say Kiddush for the people who were actually going to eat there, right? But for the people who are not going to eat there, it wouldn't do any good, okay? And that's because he holds, in Kiddush, Right, so it says, not only did they eat and drink, they even slept there, right? That you only have Kiddush where there is a Seuda. That's the, that's the rule. Now, normally the halacha is Kirav Bi'isurai. Religious rulings, in other words, civil law goes like Shmuel. And religious law, rituals usually go like Rav. But here it's an exception, Tosafot says, because we're going to see all these other rabbis agreed here with Shmuel. That you might, they originally assume that that meant only from room to room, okay? But from place to place in one bite. Now, normally what they mean by bite is they mean one room, okay? You might think that that would, that, that would not be a problem. So Amalu Rav Anamar Tachlifas Dimin Tzagin Havakayim Nakamedish Moel VeNachid Meigral LaArah VaDar Mekadesh. So you see that it would go from upstairs to downstairs. Many times he would be from on the roof. They would say Kiddush on the roof, and they would go downstairs to the lower level, and he would require a new Kiddush for that case, right? So in a, in a situation like that, you would have to, that would not be considered Makom Seuda. And then he says, 
uh, other cases like this. Even Rav Huna said that you have to have Kiddush in Makom Seudah. One time Rav Huna said Kiddush. And his light went out. His candle went out. He took his stuff. The big He went to his. He went basically to the uh, uh, to the outside. It sounds like to the garden, right? Of the um, of uh, uh, of Rabbah, his son Rabbah, uh, where he could get some light. where he could get some light there. And Vikadish uh, and he went and he had kiddush again and he ate something. Alma in kiddush that. Uh, that um, and so on. So, we're, and then it's going to get into a more of a discussion. But the thing is that uh, that in Gidush El Bemakom Seuda, we end up holding like Shmuelia, which is unusual because normally, um, normally uh, the law doesn't follow Shmuel in ritual things. Now, the question is, um, what is the definition of Makom Seuda? What is the definition of a place where you're having a meal? So the Shulchan Aruch says that if it's in one, literally one room. Okay, so that means that you're look you're looking from uh, you're you're in the le- you're over there and, and and you eat over there. That that's okay. The uh, we see that Shmuel said that if you're on the roof and then you go downstairs, that's not considered to be one one place, right? Because he would make kiddush on the roof and then it said they would go downstairs and you have to say kiddush again because that kiddush did not count. Now that's a very common situation in synagogues where they'll say the kiddush in let's say the actual sanctuary and then the key, and then the food is downstairs or the food is in a different room you know so that's that's an issue of in kiddush alvakom issue and and the the base the leniency is because some people say if you had in, if it's in the same building and you had in mind that you're going to another room that you could be lenient in the, uh, and consider it makom seuda. and and the Tosafot here brings that he says that in the Yerushalmi, he says uh, there, there's a Tosfot here where it says Yedei Kiddush Yatzu. So he talks about. Uh, first of all, he mentions that according to the uh, uh, according to the Balei Tosfot, and this we've, I've mentioned this many times, any custom or practice that the reason is no longer valid, you have to stop doing it. So they said we shouldn't have Kiddush in the uh, in the Bet Knesset anymore because uh, we don't have any people staying in the Bet Knesset anymore. And uh, whereas the Rambam said, no, once the rabbis made a takanav kiddush, you have to con- continue doing it. And ironically, many Ashkenazi synagogues continue doing it, and many mm-hmm. Sephardic synagogues, most Sephardic synagogues, they don't do it. Yeah, but uh, most. What? In Iran, yeah, I heard, yeah. And Robovadia was also trying to bring it back, because he said, like, a lot of people don't do kiddush at home, and... And you know, and I, I've been in synagogues where they do it, like Sephardic no, synagogues too. Yeah, and he says he says here that. Well, they would try to give them like I've seen places where they give them like something to eat afterwards. But yeah. So now he says, Don't say, I'm reading from the Tosafot. He says, Don't say that if you make Kiddush in one place with intention to eat in another place, it's okay. Right? And they're only arguing where you didn't have in mind. Right? Because it says, because it, it asks to Shmuel, right? It says, Why bother making Kiddush in the Bet Knesset? Meaning, if it were possible for people to go to the Bet Knesset and just have in mind, I'm being f- fulfilling the mitzvah here and I'm going to eat at home, so then what's the problem? So obviously he doesn't think that that would work. Because otherwise it would be easy. You come to synagogue, you, sit, you hear the Kiddush, and you go home. So that you have in mind. Right? He says, obviously that doesn't work. But in one building. Right? 
like from the roof to the ground, in other words, the second floor to the first floor. If you had in mind, and it's in the same building from upstairs to downstairs, that would be acceptable. And he mentions in the Yerushalmi that the Yerushalmi says the following. It says that Shmuel says if you made a Kiddush in one place and you decide to eat in another bite, bite sometimes can mean room, sometimes it means house, right? But it's, it's not always clear. Uh, usually it means room in the... Um, in the in the in the Talmud, but either way, it says if you had in mind in one ha- place and you and you go to another place, it says you have to make another kiddush. Okay, but Rav in the name of Oshaya says that Rav said if you want to eat in your sukkah on Shmini Atzeret, which normally you're not allowed to do, but I get you know, but they would you know, but either way, uh, under the circumstances they did. So it says that uh, that you could say kiddush. She says uh, say kiddush in your house and then go eat in the sukkah. Right. So what? Right, so the so he says, um, and he says, Amar Rabbi Bon, Rabbi Bon said, he said, Velopligi, Maida Amara Bishelo Ayabdato lecholba bayit shekidesh, or Maida Amar Shmuel Bishayabdato lecholba bayit shekidesh. In other words, the 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 Yushalmi says that when did Shmuel say if you make a kiddush in one place that you ha- that and then you decide to eat in another place that you uh, that the kiddush doesn't count when you initially thought that you were going to eat in place A and then you changed your mind. That's why it actually, and it says, and that's very specific because you see that the Ushalmi uses the word vinimlach. He changed his mind to go eat in another place, right? Whereas Rav is talking about where from the beginning he had in mind to eat in another place. So the sukkah is considered an extension of the house, I guess. It's not considered a totally new place, right? It's right outside. The point is that that when you had in mind, and it's basically considered the same structure, an extension of that structure, so that would be okay. Even according to yeah, the Shulchan Aruch says if you could see it from there. Uh, some people say if you could see it. Some people say if it's even if you can't, but it's part of the same structure, like from the roof, you can't see the second floor, right? But it, the point is that if you have two positive things, meaning it's the same structure, and you had in mind, so Shmuel seems to be lenient in that case. Whereas if it's not the same structure, like if you have kiddush in this building and, and you go to eat at one thirty. Uh, that that even Shmuel, even though you had in mind, Shmuel is going to say that that doesn't work because you can't have kiddush here, drink the wine, and then go eat in your house. You're not going to be able to do that. But if you'd had kiddush here and then you ate in the other room in the let's say the social hall, so it's, if you had in mind to do that from the beginning, Shmuel seems would say that that is uh, that's going to be acceptable because um, because it's in the same structure and you had in mind to do that. That's the way that Tosafot learns the uh, learns Shmuel, and that's the way the Shulchan Aruch brings basically that there are different opinions, but if it's in the same structure. And you had in mind, or you could see it. Definitely, definitely, if it's in the, a large room, two different corners of the same room, for sure, it's considered makom seuda. And in order to fulfill the mitzvah, you have to eat something. Now, there's a, a whole discussion about what you have to eat. Some people say just just drink or eat of the wine is enough. Some people say you need mizonot. Some people say you have to have amotzi to be makom seuda. That's a discussion we could see more of uh, next time when we read the. Uh, we're going to continue with this discussion of in kiddush al makom seuda and what the different opinions are uh, on that issue. Okay.